This is KDNK Carbondale Community Access Radio, Glenwood Springs, Carbondale, the Roaring Fork Valley, and beyond. You're listening to Geek Speak. Support for KDNK comes from Louis the Computer Guy, providing PC and Mac repair. Networking support, tutoring, and web design. Be secure, informed, and connected. Call Louis at 948-7992. I'm your host, Matt McBrayer from Roaring Fork Help Desk in studio with Louis the Computer Guy. How's it going, Matt? Going well. Beautiful Monday afternoon. Good deal. Wow, we're really scraping for some good tech news today here, huh? Yeah, the only th- <clears throat> the only thing out there is seems to be the uh, uh, companies trading blows with the uh, people of Russia. Or the government of Russia. <laughs> One or the other, or both. I just love... So what we're referring to for our listeners is that uh, apparently there have been some social media blackouts in Russia. And... Uh, an event which I would normally applaud. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's being used to cut down the free flow of information to the citizenry um, because the people in charge don't want everybody to know what's going on. So I'm going to um, get up and can close that shade real quick. Uh, wait. Right, we'll I'm, I'm getting nailed with the sun here. Okay. Just, we'll get it. So um, another company that's uh, taking some action against uh, Russian users is uh, Bitco- or excuse me, Coinbase has blocked 25,000 crypto wallets uh, linked with Russian users. So it's just, yeah, it's just interesting that there's so many different uh, U.S. companies that are uh, making decision, uh, policy decisions uh, for Russian users, regardless of if they're uh, connected to the government or not. So fill me in. Um, what is that? What's the implication for uh, crypto traders in in Russia on that? Well, so if they're a Coinbase user and Coinbase uh, allows you to have a they they manage your, they're a wallet management yep, company. I've got a Coinbase wallet, so. and so you can have Ethereum and and Bit Bitcoin and other ones. So uh, you know, basically, it's like this similar to being locked out of a bank account. Got it. Okay. And I don't know uh, what exactly that uh, in, uh, entails, but. You know, if I didn't have access to my bank account, it would be uh, be trouble. Uh huh. So um, it's just it's it's interesting to see how uh, the, the sanctions and everything are playing out in this. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to Geek Speak on KDNK nine six three two nine seven six. I understand that if you're a Russian oligarch and you own a yacht, you need to make sure you know where your yacht is because it could be seized. Mm-hmm. So I know that's kind of a non sequitur. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, oh, did, uh, uh, so did you see? So the guy wrote a so um, all the flight plans for if you're above uh, eighteen thousand feet, if you're in an airplane that's capable of flying uh, VFR. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you have to file a flight plan with the FAA, and so uh, somebody had written a script that would do uh, that would basically track Elon Musk's. Uh, private jet, and so any time the any time uh, there was a flight plan uh, filed for that particular jet, uh, it would put a Twitter post up for uh, you know Elon Musk's uh, jet is going from you know, L.A. to to San uh, wherever San Diego or something. Okay, and you meant IFR, right? Not VFR. Yes, IFR. Yep, that'd be okay. right. Not vi- not visual flight rules. Got it. Instrument flight rules. Yep. Interesting. Well, that seems like a security concern, doesn't it? 
So uh, anyway, they're doing the same. So now the that same person has modified their script to do that for Russian oligarchs. Oh, okay. So you can see where the Russians are are flying their private okay. planes. So is that just like one particular Twitter account you need to follow to get that information, or do you need to follow? Is there like a special? Have the Russian oligarchs uh, have their yachts been given their own Twitter accounts at this point? I'm not sure how that works. I haven't looked into it that far. <laughs> I just saw that saw that there's this guy who had done this. And uh-huh. I, th- uh, I think. No, that, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I, I think it. Elon offered him like five thousand dollars to stop doing that, and, he uh-huh. tr- and his, his counter offer was fifty thousand. Okay, and then he's like, eh, and then so now he's continuing to do it. And now Got he's it. doing it to the Russians. Yeah, because you know everything. Uh, do you have a flight radar app on your phone by any chance? If you're, have I've you used one. one. I don't have one yeah. currently. But uh, flight radar, um, every, everything, all the results in there are delayed by fifteen minutes for security reasons. And uh, so when you see an airplane flying overhead, um, yeah, well, you you basically have to do the math, you know, in your head. Go, okay, I see, I see a plane that is uh, over Grand Junction, or I'm sorry, I see a plane that. uh, Anyway, it's making me confused just thinking about it. Yeah, so it's like, oh, so it's traveling east over Grand Junction at. 550 miles an hour, so uh-huh. or 550 knots or something, and yep. and it's like okay, so that's 15 minutes, so that's five 550 divided by four, and so it's, oh now it's actually like over Aspen or a little further on. Yeah, exactly. Which which, which begs the question of what use is it? <laughs> but you know, it's kind of fun to check out, kind of fun to geek out on. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, feel free to give us a call at GeekSpeak nine six three two nine seven six. And um, if you want to weigh in on the uh, state of technology in the world today, if you want to state in uh, weigh in on uh, needing to have your printer cable j- jiggled, um, let's see. There's some Apple news today. I guess Apple's having a big event tomorrow. Um, the uh, let's see, what are they calling it? The oh, looks like we got a phone call. You're on with the geeks. Hi, Geeks. It's Donna. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. How you doing, dear? Oh, good. Pretty good. I was actually calling about the Apple event tomorrow. We were just getting there. Yeah, I started. I didn't want to interrupt your um, discussion. So, um, yeah. So, there's a. I wonder what they're going to announce. New MacBook Airs, or do you have any idea? So, I've. I've. My. uh, So, I have a. 2008 Mac Pro, and I just replaced it with a Mac Mini, and I'm finding that the Mac Mini is, uh, at least an 8-gig version, is insufficient for my purposes. So I'm hoping that they're going to announce a, uh, I think they're calling it a Mac Studio, uh, which is kind of a uh, a prosumer, professional, uh, targeted uh, machine, kind of similar to the old, uh, what was that, the G3 Cube is kind of what I've heard it compared to. Um, so I'm hoping that they come out with something that's using the, either, uh, I'm not sure if it's M2 or something like that, but I've heard that they're going to, there's probably going to be something like that. And then they're trying to decide whether, uh, a new Mac pro with Apple Silicon is either going to be hinted at or released tomorrow. So the Mac studio is kind of like a Mac pro mini, uh, kind of thing, something with like a M1 pro or an M1 max, uh, kind of chipset. Yeah, well, I'd like to get a new Mac, and I'm, I've been kind of waiting for that. 
And one of the reasons is that I'm hoping, you know, this summer to be going back and forth between basalt and, and the front range here. And so I need something that I can carry back and forth. So I thought maybe a MacBook or a MacBook Air or something would be maybe a good idea. So what's going to be shaking? What's going to be shaking in your world in basalt, or is that a secret, a, a corporate secret that you no, can tell I'm, us? No, I'm going to convert my commercial place to mixed use. Oh, are you? Okay. So I'm going to be needing some uh, plumbers and electricians, and you know, so just warning you guys. I had you know I had no idea around. you still own that. That's that's awesome. So yes, I do. Yeah. So I'm going to convert it, and that way I could you know, come up and work out of there and, you know, part-time or whatever. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping to maybe be around periodically on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> that was guest. my next question. Is the commute going to involve Monday afternoon through Carbondale? So. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> All right, because your seat but. is still here. It's still warm. Well, it's not exactly warm, like but it. it's, yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, that's great. I, I can be your guest in person this time. Nice. But um, the other thing I was going to—I th- was thinking about. I know they won't be announcing it tomorrow, but I'm wondering about the iPhone 14 because I'm hoping that they're that they're going to change from a what is it, a lightning lightning port to a USB three or for charging or. Any ideas about that? Well, so let's see. There's a lot of buzz about uh, the new iPhone SE. Um, the The article I'm looking at does not does not say. So, oh, actually, here it says it says no iPhone 14 or Watch 8. Not this this so, week. Um, yeah. So I did September, huh? So I know that uh, the European Union. Um, I, I think it was November or December. Um, basically put in regulations that uh, all new phones will use USB-C in the European Union. So that's going to... Yeah, USB-C, that, what I say. That's gonna, yeah. Yeah. So... We knew what you meant. We knew what you... So anyway, the US... So instead of using a lightning connection, I, I'm i not sure if that's going to... What that's going to do with uh, iPhone, if that's, if that's going to push them in a direction to use... Uh, to uh, To deprecate... Uh, lightning in favor of USB-C. Like my my iPad Pro has USB-C on it as opposed to Lightning, or and so it'd be really nice if my phone and my tablet use the same connector. It's kind of a annoyance. Right. Well, part of the reason, besides that, of getting waiting for an i14 because if I spend money on a MacBook Pro or a MacBook Air, but the other thing is that you know I was talking to a friend of mine and he texts basically. You know, from his um, from his MacBook all the time, he'll drop and drag photos and everything. So if I text him, he'll text me back from his Mac. And then when he gets texts from non iPhone people, I think he does kind of a, somehow he does a forwarding forwards non um, non iPhone messages to his uh, message app on his computer. Yeah, so you, you can do, do that, you can or? you can set the uh, iPhone can be set to do SMS forwarding. And right. um, okay. but the trans yep. the transport method and a lot of people don't know this is over Wi-Fi. So, if your um if your phone as long as your phone and your computer are on the same Wi-Fi network, everything's golden. Uh, the SMS forwarding will work. If the minute the minute one of them leaves the the Wi-Fi network, 
uh, it just stops mm-hmm. and it doesn't uh, when it when the two of them come back onto the network it doesn't catch up so it basically okay. can be a little bit sketchy from the standpoint of it'll it, there like will be holes in your message flow um, on the computer okay. on the computer part of it so but it, it works really good and it's really nice to be able to because how how it is I ended up getting in a band with with four other guys who all use Androids um, I have no idea how this happened. Um, but, but the, the group, yeah. the, ba- the band text thread is all green bubbles and, um, be- because of all this excessive Android usage. And, um, so, right. <laughs> so I can sit there and catch right. up on Instead my, um, yeah, I can catch up on my, uh, yeah. Uh, for our listeners that don't know that, um, that surprisingly, surprisingly large number of people don't know that on, uh, iPhone platform, uh, Android users, uh, text messages come across as a green bubble and, uh, other Apple users come across as a blue bubble. So, um, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's really nice to be able to get caught up with those guys, you know, in the evening on my iPad and, uh, cause it, it'll, it works with the iPad as well. And, um, right. So, and yeah. you know, and it's so funny when people are always asking me, ah, oh, I'm just going to use a PC cause they're cheap and. You know, they have an iPhone, but then they have a PC. And I try and explain how seamless these things work together when you have all Mac, all Apple stuff. They don't seem to, I don't know. Anyway, I think it's, I'm looking to keep my life a little bit more simple. Yep. So I think for me, keeping all Apple stuff will be great. The only mm-hmm. the only problem, bummer I have is that I still use Quicken. So I'm, I'm going to, my next thing is to change from quick into something else, you know, on a Mac. You know, that's interesting. Mac and I, or Matt and I were just talking about uh, jumping ship from Intuit products uh, right before the show, as a matter of fact. Oh, good. Well, we can and, talk uh, about that next week. Yeah, we definitely can because uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I went to upgrade somebody's uh, QuickBooks 2020, and the only yeah. option that I could find was a subscription-based service for the 2022 product. Um, now, yeah, I'm not saying that right. that uh, I missed. I, I could have very well missed something, but um, and it wasn't cheap. It was the, the annual subscription was the same as what you used to pay for a whole brick and mortar version of the program. Right. So um, that's two ninety nine a year. That's a lot, you know. That's a pony, lot. Pony up. Wow. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. Well, good. So, well, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the rest of the show. All righty. And thanks for the chat. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Take care, Bye. Welcome. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Geek Speak on KDNK. Call in with your questions, 963-2976. That was our foreign correspondent, Donna Dalton, calling from the front range of Colorado. Um, looks to me like uh latest rumor to hit the pile from the Apple big sneak peek tomorrow is a new 27 inch apple display have you heard this Hmm. Um, one that lowers the barrier a bit from the 32 inch pro display xdr that the company's currently selling um i guess those were going for about five grand were you aware of this (laughs) yes i knew they had some very expensive yes uh, displays but they're supposed to look absolutely yeah. fantastic they'll probably get it down to 3200 for this probably. puny little 27 inch you know i've got a 27 inch studio display and it's 
still spectacular. Right. I mean, it's 10 yeah. years old, but it's fantastic. Yeah. So, I think I've accumulated three yeah. of them. The great thing about it is I, I've got, because you can order special mounts. I don't know if you knew this or not. You can get a wall mount for one of those. Well, I know you can get and, the, the, uh, Visa, uh, the Vesa. The Vesa mount. Vesa you, th- yeah, you, pop, you pop off the pedestal, and it uh-huh. mounts on there, and then it just sticks to the wall. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Uh, let's see some of the rumors for, uh, let's see, uh, the rumors about the iPhone SE. So the SE is a less expensive version of the iPhone. At least that's its uh, heritage. And, um, I guess at a certain point they, uh, the, the original budget, handset of the SE started at 399. They're not disclosing what the pr- new price is going to be, but there is a new version of the SE. So, for those of you who want to get into an iPhone product without spending 1100 bucks on a financing plan with really muddled payment payback terms, <laughs> Uh, that might be an option and uh, they're looking for mass production to start in 22 of March 22. Um, they're estimating shipments of 25 to 30 million units in the year 2022. Wow. You can get a 64 or 128 or 256 storage. Um, it does have 5G support. The casing comes in white, black, and red. And um, it should have a similar form factor or general size as the current SE that's out there in the market. Um, so I'm guessing if it says A15, that's probably a ARM 15 processor. Is that yeah? Uh, that's yeah. That's one of their. Uh, well, I guess everything Apple is ARM at this point, except for the Mac Pro. Got it. Because so, one of the specs says A15 and 5G support. Um, yeah, I think A15. I think that's their current generation of uh, iPhone. So, like my, I think my iPhone 12 has an A15 okay. uh, processor in it. So that should be got it. Current generation. I just don't know if they've mm-hmm. you know removed cores or what they've done. Yeah, uh, differently, or if it's very similar to an I- iPhone 11 or 12 with the A15. Got it. So there's a term here in this paragraph that says something about um, this line is notable for, among other things, serving as the last vestige for Apple's older industrial design before iPhones become all screen and notch. Can you decode that for me? What is screen and notch? Are they talking about the notch at the top here? Oh, I think the, okay. Because I think – it's saying that that one probably has, it's saying that the SE still has a square screen. Is that what they're saying? And every and all the other versions have the notch at the top. That must be. I mean that that is indeed a notch at the top of the screen, isn't it? Yeah, where they have yeah. the camera and the okay, uh, and the speaker for the ear. You're right. I guess that does have to be up there, doesn't it? Uh huh. Oh, okay. Got it. I had no idea I was notching. So. <laughs> We got a few minutes left. If you want to give us a call, 963-2976. You're listening to Geek Speak on KDNK. And, um, yeah, I mean, give us a call if you got a uh, Santa wish list for uh, what you'd like to see come out in Apple's big sneak peek symposium tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, the only thing I'm looking for is a, a mid-range uh, desktop computer from them. That's mm-hmm. my my ask. Yep. So uh, we talked a little bit about the Starlink rollout earlier. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that right now. Uh, so Starlink, for those of you who are not familiar with it, is a 
um, low orbit satellite technology Wi-Fi. Uh, well, it's not exactly, it's not Wi-Fi, but it's it's, it's internet. I think basically. it's K band, but, but I, I think I'd have to go mm-hmm. double check that. So basically, it's you. Uh, so old school like HughesNet and Wild Blue and what's the other uh, Viasat and some others. Yeah. So basically, what those are doing is they have a satellite that at the uh, synchronous geosynchronous tw- twenty two thousand foot. About, yeah, twenty two thousand mile. mile. Thank so you. twenty two thousand mile, they have a, a couple of uh, satellites up there, and then they have a base station somewhere uh, that's relaying it. So your your information is travel traveling forty four thousand miles uh, round trip to get where it's going, which is what is that twice the Earth seventeen thousand miles around? So two and a half times the circumference of the Earth mm-hmm. distance wise. Yep. Yep. Um, and so and what is, uh, what's Bezos one's called? What's uh, so you have Starlink and there's like two other competitors that I know of. Well, Bezos, no, actually, no. I'm thinking about the Google Loon product project. The balloon project. <laughs> um, I'm really, so, I'm really sad that that didn't work out. I mean, I uh, just thought that was so. Yeah. So they're doing these Pollyanna. So they're doing these uh, small satellites. Um, I can't remember exactly the size. I, th- but they're so they're small and they have about a six foot. Are they really that small, Matt? Yeah, they're like basketball. Yeah. Okay. All Sorry. Right. Just checking. I'm just <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, so, but the so it has an antenna, um, and then it has about a six foot uh, solar collector on it, a solar okay. panel. All right. Uh, it goes down to a, a small cube, smaller than a basketball, mm-hmm. and that does all the processing. Um, and basically, once they get the next version of these satellite, the their current version of the satellites up there, uh, they're going to interconnect using lasers uh, to transmit data between each other so the mesh basically so, yeah so they'll mesh with using a laser technology okay and uh so that'll mean they'll need less ground stations right well or it means that the ground stations can be further away so it gives them because uh, right now they're between i think 400 and 600 miles uh off the surface mm-hmm. on average um is what the orbit that they're mostly using so okay yeah, let me uh, double check that double check that uh-huh. so i think it's in this yeah four six hundred okay Thank God for Google. It knows yeah. what I'm looking uh, for. But instead of being 550 able to, kilometers, so that's a little bit less. 340 miles. 340. Okay. So, yeah. So maybe the other one. Maybe the uh, other one's higher. I can't remember. Yeah. So anyway, so we have a whole bunch of uh, satellites that are in orbit, kind of like the. Uh, if, so if you have a Android and you do put a program on there called GPS Test, uh, you can see the constellation of. Uh, of GPS satellites that is f- currently flying over you. You can see which ones you're connected to and how f- how good of a signal you have and things like that. So that's called GPS test? Yep. Well, yeah, that sounds like the kind of geeky thing I've got to get for sure. So now you have to get so. an Android just for that, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, so same kind of concept. They're gonna, they'll be, you'll be handed off every several minutes uh, from one satellite to another for your connection. And okay. uh, the panel is going to use... Uh, Let's see, what's that called? Beam forming. So it has a whole bunch of antennas, uh, an array of antennas in their little, well, it's now inside square. Inside the panel. Inside yes. the panel. And the yep. same thing's on the uh, on the satellites in orbit. And so Got it. they're making that connection. So it's going up, probably goes through a laser, then goes over to a ground station out to the internet back mm-hmm. kind of thing. Got it. Unless there's a, you're close to a ground station, in which case it would probably just go up and then straight back down. Yeah. So, uh, here's the lowdown. Uh, it's currently available in parts of the U.S. and Canada to people who live between 44 and 53 degrees latitude. Uh, expects to be available worldwide by the end of 2022. 
Um, like I said, the satellites are at a height of 340 miles. Uh, the base Starlink service costs $499 for the hardware and $99 a month. Starlink Premium will cost $2,500 for the antenna and $500 a month. Deliveries are due to start in the second quarter of the year. Um, there's also a $500 deposit to receive one of the premium dishes. So, um, And from talking to somebody who has the premium service, he is getting 200 meg off the satellite. Speeds that he's getting off the satellite. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Now, I would love to know what his ping times are, but that's a conversation for two weeks from now. But, I, right? okay, sounds good. <laughs> so we'll talk to you on the 21st. Yep. We've been, uh, you've been listening to Geek Speak on KDNK. I'm your host, Matt McBrayer, in studio with Louie, the computer guy. Hey, thanks a lot, Matt. See you in two weeks. <laughs>